Camera is on, audio is on, I see the waves. Everything seems to be smooth, the lights are on. Yeah, now my headphones are coming on. And that's how long it basically takes me to set everything up. Three, two, what's going on guys? I am back again with another episode of Behind the Grind Monologue. Yeah, I'm a little more pumped up than usual and this is episode number five of the monologue. Um, the reason why I'm a little excited about this one is because I've got a couple of things to highlight and I'm actually going to do it in three parts. The first part is uh, about a reflection about myself. The second part is a reflection of some past uh, events which affected many people, um, primarily teenagers. And the last uh, part of this this episode is basically a special announcement that I want to make for the upcoming episodes of Behind the Grind and something that I'm working on also for myself. So part number one, reflection on myself. Um I've shot two episodes of Behind the Grind, the podcast itself. Feels good, feels great. People are reaching out to me. People are telling me I'm doing a great job. It's so it's, uh, it's, a, it's validation from other people, I guess. Uh, although I've always been someone, or I keep saying that, you know, do it for yourself, don't, for, don't do it for others. But, you know, it's nice to hear someone compliment your work. So that's felt good. But with that being said, was that um, professionally, or even like personally, I felt that I was in a bit of a rut recently. I felt that um, there was... I was stuck in some way and I needed to learn. Now, in the past, I've always been someone who has reminded myself that I got to learn, I got to evolve, I got to, you know, I have to improve on whatever I have and whatever I can do, however I do it. And um, I spoke to a couple of mentors of mine and they told me that I was on the right track. And after speaking to them, you know, these are people who know me very well, who've been uh, a part of my life for the past two to five, six years as well. And um, these are people who I look up to on a regular and uh, who have been on a very, who've been on the same path as me when they were my age. So it's good to know that, you know, they thought that I was on the right track and that picked me up instantly. And um, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because something that I forgot along the way was being patient. I forgot that I got to take it slow. I got to take it, you know, I, I have to walk slowly through whatever I'm doing. And that means that whatever lessons I'm learning along the way might not help me today, but they might help me even 15 years down the road. So hearing that, you know, Asa, just be patient, really helped, really like, you know, pick my spirits up as well. And I just sat, you know, and I, and I remembered that, yeah, I do have to, you know, take things slow. And that what I'm, what I, whatever I'm learning right now is not going to help me maybe today, but it's going to help me later on. Now, when I say learning, I don't mean literally picking up a course or picking up a book and studying that. But I also mean that what you experience on a day to day, your interactions with your colleagues or your interactions with your teachers as well. That's a form of learning as well. What to say, what not to say and how to say what you want to say. Um, and it instantly just picked me up. So if you're watching this, if you if I've spoken to you in the past couple of weeks and uh, you know that I've been a little bogged down, thank you for uh, just, you know, cheering me up, I guess. Thank you. Part number two of this conversation. I'm trying to keep this small. I'm trying to keep this sweet and short. Um, part number two of the monologue is a reflection on the CAIEs. Now, you may know that I teach. I teach economics for the O and A levels. I was also teaching business studies um, for O levels. And I've never been someone who has been crazy about grades. Not as a teacher. I also mean as a student. If Mr. Kokomo is watching this, I'm pretty sure you you also know is that I've been someone who uh, is an advocate of working harder and um, making sure that you're learning along the way and you're actually studying for the sake of learning, not for the sake of getting the grade. The grade will come if it has to come, if you're putting in that effort. That's my take on things. But with the, with the results coming out this year, what was a little sad to see was um, kids didn't do well. 
And yeah, I could be the pessimist and I could say that, well, of course you didn't do well because you didn't study or you didn't put in the hard work. But I guess that is also a little true. People went into, uh, people, you know, took to social media to write out about the level of competition that is arising or the pressure that they get from parents. And I understand that many parents are forcing their children to study the subjects they don't want to be studying. Kids might not want to become doctors or lawyers or engineers, you know, or actuarialists or even accountants. And that sucks, you know. So seeing people's responses now, I even, like, you know, when the results came out, I also wrote a little something on my own uh, blog. And, uh, you know, it made me, um, you know, it, 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 it just made me realize was that camera's on, mic is on. I see the waves. You can hear me, I can hear myself, headphones are on. And that's how long it basically takes for me to set up and make sure that uh, everything's smooth. Three, two, and... What's up, guys? Asad Hashim Ali, back again with episode number five of... Together. Three, two... What's up, guys? Asad Hashim Ali, back again with episode number five of Behind the Grind Monologue. With me, Asad Hashmali, and myself, Asad Hashmali, and yourself, whoever you may not be, because I am Asad Hashmali. Um, today, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. Today, I'm going to talk about three things, primarily. The first one is about a reflection on myself. The second is about a reflection on the CAIE grades that came out recently, considering I am a teacher. And uh, the third topic that I want to talk about is um, a guest who I will be having on my next episode of Behind the Grind, the podcast where I sit with people who I think I can learn from, people whose grind I admire, and I think I should just start writing that line down and trademarking it everywhere. Um, so, over the past couple of weeks, um, I had been thinking about myself. I had been reflecting on uh, some feelings and, you know, my current state uh, in my profession and my career, and also about just, like, you know, what I've done over the past, what I've accomplished. And I'm I'm very grateful for what I've accomplished and I'm very grateful for what I have in my life and what I've been given. But, you know, sometimes that gratitude won't stick for long or doesn't stick permanently. Just like, you know, happiness is just, um, it's, you know, it's short-lived. Gratitude, sometimes I feel that it's the, it's the reality. You can't be 100% grateful all the time. You are bound to sometimes feel bouts of, um, you know, sadness or whatever you want to call it, the opposite of gratitude. Um, and... Um, I had that moment, I guess, a couple of weeks ago where I was basically feeling stuck. I felt like I wasn't uh, getting a challenge in my career. Having started Backspace, you know, things are picking up now. I'm very happy about that, very grateful for that. Um, you know, the work environment is is awesome. Things at home are great. But I felt that I was still stuck because I felt like I wasn't moving in any way. I felt that I was, you know, just complacent in some way or form or that I wasn't doing something great or sexy or that ma- for that matter. So I felt like I basically needed a challenge. And uh, even though I'm doing multiple things, you know, like I'm working on a couple of other projects outside of work with some uh, friends of mine. I'm, you know, there's backspace. I'm teaching as well, you know, taking care of the family. There's a lot of things that I do, yet I felt that I was stuck. So I went to some mentors of mine. I went to people who I thought I looked up to. One of them was Bilal Hamid. And, um, you know, I just shared that I feel a little stuck and just be grateful for what you have. But then also I realized was that what something that he said along with someone else also said to me was, um, you know, take things slow. Remind yourself to be patient. You say you're patient, but you remember you need to remember to be patient 
um, or you need to remember to be even even more patient than what you are right now. Because they said to me was that, um, you know, you're not always going to have like a fast-paced life or you're not always going to have something that's, you know, uh, sexy or great every single month of your life. And those those little obstacles that you have to overcome are going to come with time. And, you know, you can't rush that process. And just because you think that you are stuck or you're stagnating does not necessarily mean you're stuck or stagnating. It just means that you're waiting for another challenge to come. And that's A-OK. Because in that challenge to come, you need to go through this whole process of learning right now. And when I heard learning, the first thing that came to my mind was, that, OK, I need to learn a new skill. I need to pick up a course. I need to read a book, you know, and... That I do, and I'll get to that in a second, but what I also realized was that it's not just the learning about like sitting and studying again or you know actively picking up a new skill, but it's also about the day-to-day interactions with people. It's about the day-to-day grind that you go through, whether that's fun or not. That is part of the learning as well, and it's that these small little micro steps are which are going to help me in the future. And when I heard that from my mentors, it just, remi- it just you know picked me up instantly, and I was like, well, okay, firstly... You know, am I in the right place? And the answer was, yeah, dude, you're you're doing solid. So that was like a pat on my back. And then hearing that is these micro lessons that I need to that I need to absorb, and which are going to help me in the future as well, is what then got me to you know ground myself, realign my thoughts, and get back to normal again. And instantly, I started. I was able to focus more on what I was doing. I was able to you know like manage my time wisely. I wasn't like you know getting lost in thoughts. And also the things that I am learning right now, I'm learning better if anything i might not be giving it the time that i'm required to but in my mind i know that for example i'm shooting this on a sunday sunday is my day sunday is the day where i can either shoot a video or i can uh do that systems thinking course or i can go and figure out what nlp is and i can do whatever the learnings i want to be doing are and that's my time and i'm you know abiding by that more and more and more and it's good I think it really helped. So if you're watching this, mentor one, mentor two, thank you very much. And mentor number three, thank you very much for uh, helping me and you know in picking me up. Um, the second thing that I want to talk about is uh, the CAIE results. Now, what happened was that when the grades came out that day, before the grades came out, actually, I wrote something on Facebook and um, there was a blog post that I basically made and, you know, I just wrote something. I was like, you know, I remember the time when I was going through this and I didn't get like solid grades, but I also reminded myself was that it's A-OK. And, uh, you know, I don't remember what exactly I wrote, but I'll put it up here. And um, after that, I saw many people resort to Facebook. I'm not saying I was a trendsetter, you know, please, that's not me. But uh, what I was saying was that um, I I saw many people resort to social media and to, you know, express their opinions about how the Cambridge system is unfair and how there's so much competition amongst kids and how parents add to that pressure as well. And I can't disagree. That's the thing. I can't disagree by the fact that the Cambridge system might be unfair because it's that, you know, MCQs are there and it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a binary system. You know, either you do great or you don't do good. And there's a, you know, there's so many other factors involved in that. The, the fact of you falling ill the day before your exam or someone in your family passing away will have no impact on, uh, will, have, will actually give no, you know, it won't be considered in your final result, which in a way sucks as well, you know. Um, but what I wanted to say was that uh, many, many people spoke up to me 
and they said that uh, you know many people reached out to me on Instagram and they said that you know my friend is going through this or you know I'm I can't uh, figure out how to you know pick myself up and um at that time I started to think was that yeah you you might say that your parents are the root cause when I say you I mean people you know general people have expressed that cape parents are creating a lot of competition um and uh, there's been quite a few uh, you know social media posts about this as well that parents are indeed causing a lot of stress on their kids and because they, you know they say yes you go for the beta to yeah tumhara kyun nahi aaya and it's it's it sucks you know but um my answer to all of this to the whole great dilemma is is that and i might be late in expressing this i don't know but uh, your grades are going to matter you know it's the competition in in is immense in going to college and your grades will matter for sure but but how are we going to try to stop competing with one another why are we not trying to why are we trying to reduce why are we not trying to reduce the competition amongst one another colleges need the grade for you to you know to accept you and to filter you out but then just because i got an a star and my buddy got a d why was i not there to help him make sure that he too could get an a star or at the very least a b thoughts um you know how are we why how why don't we actually step in and help each other why don't we sit in class and actually discuss how can we move forward together when clearly there is that one kid in class who isn't understanding trig in ad math and there is that one kid in literature who isn't understanding what shakespeare is saying well multiple kids and clearly there are those kids who sit in pakistanis and in islamiyat and who don't understand what's going on you know why are we not there why is the school not making sure that the kids sit together and are pushing them forward that's my question you know and um why are we going to when are we going to stop focusing on cracking the test rather than learning you know you need the grade the exam is there to see whether or not you have understood the coursework but then just because you understand the coursework you don't necessarily have to get an a star to show that you understood it right when are we going to be examined for how much we have learned and how we have used our learnings I don't know. That's the that's my thought. That's my take on it. And I guess what I'm trying to say by all of this is that well if you're a student of mine if you think if you if you know if you're watching this in any way then and you see any kid whether you're older or you're younger and you see anyone who's studying or is struggling to study in school or someone who's doing really well go up to them and ask them how have you helped someone in your batch today? Have you helped them clear their concepts out in math? Have you helped them clear out their uh, their their issues in English literature, you know? did you make sure that they they did the same amount of past papers as you for physics and if they didn't have you sat there to make sure that you can guide them throughout just ask them that and let's see if you know we can all work towards reducing that competition you know and i don't want to get into that debate okay well competition is important asad man you got to toughen up you got to do this okay fine that's just my point of view you got your point of view as well now point number 3 last point on one of the monologues I think it was on taking responsibility. I had asked everyone um on the show uh well who was whoever was watching or listening was that what if I started a series on you know the fitness industry or you know people who are the you know the physical fitness industry in Pakistan what if I started a series around that 
you know that I like CrossFit. I don't know. If you don't know that, well, I like CrossFit. And um, I'm a big advocate of working out. I'm a big advocate of exercising. Um, and uh, I think that's something that we tend to underestimate. I was a fitness trainer as well for around 14 months, 14, 15 months within my community. I managed to help multiple people, like around 100, 150 people, you know, get hit their weight goals, hit their mental goals as well. And it personally helped me transform my life. Working out came in at the right time. And I think that uh, it helped me get out of a very dark, dark place. And I thought about having, um, you know, a couple of episodes with uh, influential um, individuals in the fitness industry in Karachi, if not Pakistan. And I'm very, very, very happy and, you know, super excited to announce that my first guest on that series, which I don't have a name for, but will be the third guest on Behind the Grind, is um, Bilal Tariq, who is not just the owner of Matrix Fit and uh, CrossFit BNB, but he's also the first Pakistani male to compete in the CrossFit Games. The CrossFit Games, if you don't know, is an international competition where you have uh, the fittest individuals from all across the world uh, fighting for that title of fittest on earth. He's the first Games athlete in Pakistan to make it. All right. And that is a huge deal. All right. There's, uh, there's been a change in the format this year for the Games. There's been different uh, ways to approach your entry into the Games. And he just happens to be in Karachi. And I've been following his journey throughout. I actually wanted to call him on before he would go to Madison, before he'd go to the games. But I know that it's super, it's, it's like a mind game as well when you're prepping and you can't, you know, let go of anything and you got to focus and you can't be distracted at all. And I didn't want to eat into that time. So tune in next week or the week after that. I'm not too sure, but most probably next week uh, for Behind the Grind with Bilal Tariq the fittest man in Pakistan and also someone who uh, has just basically broken norms, I feel, in Pakistan. You know, he was an investment banker. Now he owns a gym and he's a trainer and he's changing lives. And most importantly, I think he's representing the country at a time when we need it most. So hope you guys like this one and I will see you guys in the next one. And if I offended you by anything, I'm sorry. Just uh, please don't hurt me. Bye.